What's up, Endurifiers? This is Mario, and I'm back with another episode of Talking Endurance and Mastery. And today, what I want to talk about is some lessons learned from one of the best ultramarathoners in the whole world, Scott Jurek, from his attempt at breaking the record for the Appalachian Trail. Now, uh, you're going to hear about his preparation and his attempt to break this record, and ultimately, it didn't really go his way, but that is the whole point of this podcast. So if that sounds interesting, stick around. I'm going to roll the trailer and then we're going to get into it. Do you want to complete an endurance event and elevate all areas of your life, but you don't know where to start? Then you're in the right place. Talking Endurance and Mastery is a podcast to help you create a vision and take steps towards your goals and dreams. I'm your coach, Mario Minner. I've completed events like Ironmans and ultramarathons, but I believe the true benefit from endurance events is how they help you become the best version of yourself. Join me as I share stories, lessons, and interview guests to help you apply endurance and mastery principles into every area of your life. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, welcome back. So to set this up, uh, Scott Jurek is one of the absolute best ultra marathoners in the whole world. And he's a seven time winner of the 100 mile Western States race. And he recently sought out the uh, 2,200 mile Appalachian Trail to try and break the speed record. Now, he actually set a trail record in 2015, which stood for only one year before a gentleman named Carl Meltzler uh, broke it in 2016. And his goal was very ambitious, but doable because he is the type of, of runner that has just this lengthy list of trail running achievements, um, including winning the 100 mile Western States race seven times. Um, but the, the thing that was interesting as I came across his story and an article in the New York Times about this is he talked about kind of why he was doing it and what the primary motivation was. And here's what he said. And this is from the New York Times article. It's that drive of knowing I can do things better. And there was this pull to go back and explore everything that I went through again, the effort, the discomfort and the challenges. It's this spiritual place you have to go to to perform. And so basically he is just driven by this ability that he can become better and that he's driven to go these extreme distances to become the best version of himself, which is exactly what I believe is kind of that combination of endurance and mastery. And so Scott is 47 years old now, and he trained for months for this quest. And he trained on these trails in his home near Boulder, Colorado. And he also did a number of track workouts and different types of workouts that included strength training, intervals, plyometrics, box jumps, push-ups and sit-ups, and all of these different things, just all in preparation for the rugged challenges of the Appalachian Trail. Things like scaling boulders and hopping over down trees and tree roots. And so he was 
supposed to start or he did actually start this trek on August 4th and he had a big support crew. Uh, so he had a crew of two, his wife and his two young kids that all came with him. And this is a massive goal, right? 2,200 miles. And it was supposed to take around 40 consecutive days of running 50 miles, which would translate to somewhere between 16 to 20 hours a day on his feet. So this is just mind boggling to me that he would do 40 consecutive days of 50 miles which is around 16 to 20 hours a day on his feet. And just to put that into perspective, I'm training for about 20 weeks to run 50 miles in one day. And he would do 50 miles every single day for 40 consecutive days. So when I heard about this, I was just absolutely blown away. Um, now, everything started off fine for Scott on this trek and on this journey. And he was about five days in when coming off one of the mountains in southern Maine, basically on a section of trail filled with rocks and roots and a little kind of opportunity to actually run, uh, Scott started to feel tightness in his left quad muscle. So he, in order to compensate, he basically tried to favor his right leg, which got him through the next day until he started to feel the same tightness in his right quad. And he attempted to work through the pain, stretching, massaging, and doing everything that he possibly could before his pace was basically down to less than two miles an hour. And for the next two days, he kind of dialed back his mileage substantially, putting his attempt at the record in serious jeopardy. But before too long, he, uh, he said his leg felt like there was sandpaper between the muscle and the bone and once it got to that point, he knew that this is something that he could not come back from. So a few days of rest might have helped, but any hope for the record would be gone by then. So unfortunately, after training for months and months and months, just eight days into what was supposed to be the 40 day journey, his quest was over. And, you know, I just think that that's really interesting to hear that motivation behind why he was doing it, hearing everything that he did to train for it, hearing about all of his uh, support crew and everything that he did, even once it, he got injured in order to try and work through it. And still that wasn't enough. And so this is, you know, one of the, the absolute best ultra marathoners in the whole world, taking on a massive challenge and just eight days into it, he did not reach his goal. And the article goes on to kind of share what his, uh, his post was on Instagram. And I want to read that to you um, because it's, there's, there's some valuable lessons here. So Scott said, I came into this adventure stronger and more durable, feeling physically and mentally ready. But five days in, what seemed like a minor quads, quad strain turned into a full-blown tear. I tried to rehab it on the go, but wasn't able to walk it off on the terrain Um while I was better prepared, the load and demands that started in the north places of the body were overwhelming. I did my best to decrease the risk for injuries and try to push past it for two days, but I was grounded to a halt after day seven. Billy Jean King once said, champions keep playing until they get it right. 
back to the drawing board for now. It's hard to pull the plug early on an adventure with so much support, you know, his amazing crew, blah, 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 blah. He highlights everybody in his crew and always grateful for his North Star. And to everybody who is reading this, you feed my soul and make my dreams possible. Thank you for all the love and support. And I just think that this is such a masterclass in how to deal with failure, that it's really worth sharing on this episode, sharing his story, but more so how he's responding to it. And this quote of champions keep playing until they get it right back to the drawing board. Now, the thing that really stands out to me is how he is one of the, the best ultramarathoners in the world. He put the training in and he took on this big challenge and he really was not successful to many people on the outside. They would say that he failed, but the way that he perceives it is he just didn't get it right yet. Right. So he's, he's saying that champions keep playing until they get it right. And it, it sounds like he's going to give it another attempt based off of what he learned this time around. And it kind of makes me think, if I were to interview Scott or, you know, if I were to, you know, run into him and I would ask him, you know, would you attempt this, you know, knowing everything that you know now that it didn't turn out the way that you wanted, would you still go through the process? Would you still attempt it? Would you still attempt this type of a challenge? And I can almost guarantee that his answer is going, would be yes, that he would even take this massive challenge on even knowing that he might fail or even knowing that he did fail because that's kind of the process that's the process of becoming the best version of yourself it's taking on challenges or goals or dreams that you have and pushing forward on them even if you know that you might fail i think that this is a really big lesson because a lot of people you know, kind of ask this question. And I've even asked this question of what would you attempt if you knew you couldn't fail? And I think that that's a valuable lesson, right? Because it's okay. Let's pretend that you knew that you couldn't fail. What would you go after? Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's starting a podcast, writing a book, taking on an endurance challenge, uh, taking on an Everesting challenge, taking on an ultra marathon. But I actually think an even better question to identify or to ask yourself is what would you attempt or what would you do even if you knew you would fail? Because those are the types of things that you absolutely need to do. Because what are those types of things that you would do and you would find fulfillment in and you would find joy in the process of learning and growing even if you would fail? And I think Tom Bellew, who's uh, the founder of Impact Theory, the uh, founder of Quest Nutrition. He sold this company for over a billion dollars. Uh, he has asked this question, like, what would you do even if you knew you would fail? Because he understands that it's all about the process of learning, growing, becoming the best version of yourself. And so as I bring it back to you, that's the big question that I have in my head. You know, maybe you're you're not going to take on the Appalachian Trail 2,200 miles, but as I bring it back to you, I want you to think about what are some of your goals and dreams and what are those things that you would take on and you would attempt 
even if you knew that you would fail. And I want to give you the encouragement and the nudge to go after it. Just like Scott Jurek went after this goal and dream of the Appalachian Trail. He signed up for it. He told everybody he was going to do it. He put the training in and it didn't go his way, but he still views it as a positive thing because it's he's figuring out the process and he's becoming the best version of himself. And so that is exactly my message for you today. So that is my message for today. And if you found any sort of value in this episode, would you please consider leaving a five-star review? That's the kind of thing that is super motivating and helps spread this message of becoming the best version of yourself. Also want to give a shout out to Patrick Randolph for sending me this article, uh, which was the inspiration for this podcast. So until next time, I want you to endurify your lives. I'll talk to y'all later.